Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Good evening and a warm welcome to Springboard your virtual university in another matriculation into this very special virtual institute. This broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your preferred choice for world-class corporate training and your superstition joy 99.7 FM. It is proudly brought to you by the kind courtesy of MTN, the nation's number one network, and EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. Springboard is committed to equipping a new generation of African leaders and executives using the platform of human capital development. My name is Albert and from now till you graduate at 8 p.m., your personal value is bound to shoot up. I'm right here with my virtual academic board. Comfort Ukran is a registrar, and Ignatius and Matthew make sure everything happens smoothly on this production. Tonight, I bring you another inspirational edition of the virtual roadshow on the wings of technology. Once again, we'll be going global from the comfort of your home. As I bring you the usual three segments, the full rundown of the grand finale in our roadshow diaries, one key message as promised on going global through writing, and then some interesting ways to relive the roadshow experience all year through. It's all happening right here on your virtual university. So let me start straight away with our springboard roadshow diaries. And yesterday provided a fitting climax to what has been called the most impacting edition of the Springboard Roadshow. Pastor Ransford Obing's magnificent CCC auditorium was packed to the rafters with participants from all over the country. Special thanks to our speakers, Amar Deep Harry of IPMC, who shared his Ten Commandments, Cynthia Lum of MTN for that instructive session on technology and globalization, Uncle James White for another inspirational blast, KSM for that message with probably the most interesting title on the tour, Kafui Day, as usual, at his best as the MC, and it's little wonder that he's widely regarded as one of the best in the business. And the honor of bringing down the curtain on Springboard 2013 Roadshow fell appropriately on the Metropolitan Archbishop of Accra, Charles Palmer Buckle, and he totally stole the show. From his opening solo rendition of Ryan Shupe's hit song Dream Big to his powerful message on the global citizen and his very strong thoughts on what is easily the most topical issue in Ghana this week, the Chris Brown saga. The Archbishop brought the roadshow to a fitting climax. The sustained standing ovation after his speech was adequate testimony to the impact of the message and the roadshow as a whole. And so for those of you who didn't get a chance to be there, let me just give you a preview of what to expect on the next two weeks on this platform. Enjoy this little teaser, first from KSM and then from the Archbishop Charles Palmbuckle. Please stay with us. The interesting title I chose today, as you can see, is I Envy You. That's the main title of my presentation. I Envy You. And the subtitle is Why I Feel Sorry For You. It's quite interesting, eh? On the one hand, I'm saying I envy you. And then I'm saying, I also feel sorry for you. Why do I envy you? On the one hand, I envy you because you are a blessed generation. 
you have no idea how blessed you are. You have been empowered with amazing potential. All of you here. Your blessings, you can't count. So you ask, yeah, but yes, if you have been blessed and you envious, why do you feel sorry for us? I feel sorry for you because most of you are not maximizing the capacity you have to achieve greatness. Most of us are underperforming. It is the duty of parents and teachers, and it is the duty of the state and government to educate, to form children who can stand their own ground and not just be swayed by any wind of fashion or fad, however useful or otherwise. Prince Brown comes to Ghana. He has tattoo all over his body, like a billboard. <laughs> he sings. He's very talented. He entertains. Thank God. He smokes pot on our stage. Do you know how many people are already imitating that crap, that rubbish? Global consumers of nonsense. I believe that it is the duty of parents to teach their children to learn to distinguish in life what is essential, what is needed, what is useful, what is desirable from what is frivolous. Joy 99.7 FM. So there you have it, the voice of KSM First and then the Archbishop Charles Gabriel Palmer Buckle sharing their thoughts at the grand finale of Springboard at CCC yesterday in Kumasi. Next week, I bring you the full playback of the Archbishop's message, and then a week after, I'm going to bring you KSM's message. And then on Easter Sunday, we have a mix of them all. All 40 messages, little bites, the very best of each of them. Make a date on Easter Sunday for that very special one. And that's the Springboard series for the month of March. But at this point, I want to invite you to receive, sign up to receive our daily selection of inspirational quotes on your MTN phone by texting the word Springboard to short code 1983. The way you start the day determines how far you can go and how high you can climb. And one of the best ways to start the day is to receive something inspirational that helps you overcome the barriers, obstacles, hindrances, discouragement that comes your way. Tonight, apart from sending Springboard to 1983 to receive the quote yourself, I invite you or I encourage you to invite a friend to also receive these quotes. It's a simple process. Just send the word invite and leave a space and add the friend's phone number. So if, for instance, your friend had the springboard hotline, just text the word invite, leave a space and text 024-9999555 and then send that text to 1983. Your friend will receive an invitation and have the option of subscribing if they find these inspirational thoughts helpful for them. Today's quote says that forget all the reasons it won't work and believe the one reason that it will. And that is the quote for the day. There are several reasons why you think something will not work and sometimes they seem to be so loud and overwhelming. But focus on the one reason why it would work and that dream you have will become a reality. Remember that every great achievement sounded impossible at first. So send Springboard to 1983 on your MTN or send invite space 
and a friend's number to 1983 and they will be invited onto this platform. Our key message today is dedicated to all those who've thought about writing a book, publishing something, but felt some inertia or a bit of discouragement or some barriers have stood in your way. It's a playback of my message in Sunyani along the line and it's called Writers Live Twice. Writers Live Twice. So call somebody to call somebody to call somebody who's planning to write a book and let's share half an hour of inspiration about how to write books. But before that, let me remind you that Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy, your preferred choice for world-class corporate training and your superstition joy 99.7 FM. Your virtual university is proudly sponsored by MTN, Ghana's number one network, elite sponsor of Springboard for six years running and EcoBank, the Pan-African bank. We also enjoy consistent media support from the Business and Financial Times and technology backing from Dream Oval. Talking about BFT, in tomorrow's edition of the Business and Financial Times, you will find a transcript of today's message, the first part of the message, Writers Live Twice in the Springboard Zone in the BFT. So find that and read it and find how to make your writing dream a reality. Let me take a brief commercial break. When I come back, Writers Shall Live Twice. Please stay with us. At Echo Bank, we see a great future with over 1,000 branches across 33 African countries. It's a future where trade can flourish without boundaries. From individuals achieving their ambitions to new infrastructure calling for enormous cross-border investment and unique banking know-how. The future is Pan-African and EcoBank is the Pan-African bank. EcoBank is indeed the Pan-African bank. And so what is the title of that book that is strong on your heart? Share it to the whole world today. Speak those words and let them become your reality. What is the title of the book that you are thinking about? And what has been the main thing preventing you from publishing it so far? What is the title of the book you want? What book do you want to write about in your lifetime? What do you want to write about? You tell me after the break. All right. So I'll find out from you what title, what book have you been thinking about? Is it, is it a novel? Is it... Is it fiction? Is it inspirational? Is it a biography? What kind of book and what title have you been contemplating writing on? And what is the main barrier that has prevented you? Is it finance? Is it a consideration of your age or your experience level or just inertia? Send your thoughts to me by text on 1422 across networks or join us in this discussion on my Facebook page or at facebook.com forward slash legacy dot legacy. What is that one big barrier to making your writing dream a reality? And what title of book are you considering writing about? Let's talk. Writers live twice. Enjoy it and please don't go away. Joy 99.7 FM, radio for the discerning listener. As we talk about going global, my focus today is on writing, how you can write a book as a springboard to going global. And so I chose a very special topic, writers live twice. Writers live twice. I found that from a quotation by American author Natalie Goldberg, which simply said, writers live twice. And I thought it would be a nice idea to live twice. So I adopted it as the topic for my presentation. And as I meditated on it, I realized that really writers live twice because they live in different countries. How many of you have read Chinua Achibe's Things Fall Apart? How many? There you go. Have you seen him before? 
and yet he writes a book in Nigeria. That book is read in several countries and translated into several languages. And that is what I mean by writers live twice. They live in different countries or different continents. But even more interesting, they live in different generations. And so today somebody is quoting William Shakespeare. There is no art that finds the mind's construction in the face. Meanwhile, Shakespeare wrote and died many years ago. But writers live twice because long after they are gone, their literary works outlive them and people quote them literally their lives on it as if they were alive. Why? Because writers live twice. In my own experience as an author, one of the most defining moments was when I found myself in transit at Amsterdam airport. And this young man came running through the crowd, shouting, Mr. Okran, I've met you at long last. I read your book. It changed my life. Now, I looked around to see whether everybody was looking at us because it was a, I mean, Schiphol Airport, huge place, so many people in transit, one of the busiest airports of this world. Everybody looking at me, wondering who's this man who's changed this small boy's life. But the guy couldn't be, I was so embarrassed. He couldn't be bothered. He was so excited. You know something? It was early in my writing career, and I didn't realize what an impact that young man had made on me. Because long after he had left, I asked myself a question. So what would have happened if I hadn't written the books I had written? And so I made a commitment and said, even when I am tired, and I'm writing, and I don't feel like it, in the night when everybody's asleep, I remember that young man, and I get the strength to continue writing. Why do I write? Why do writers write? A writer writes not because he or she is educated, but because he or she is driven by the need to communicate. Now, behind that need to communicate is a need to share. Something that you feel you want to share with the world. And behind the need to share is a need to be understood. You want the world to understand something. You want the world to receive a message. And that's by Leo Rustin. The need to share something with the world. If you feel very strongly about something, and you want the world to know, one of the most lasting ways to express that opinion, that thought, that principle, is to put it in writing. Listen, you would sit back in your old age, and you would think about it, and you would feel fulfilled. That you have left something that would outlive you. You see, no building, no other infrastructural legacy can take the place of the written manuscript or the published work because there's a special place that transcends generations. And so, if writing is so beneficial, why do people not write? I'm going to give you 10 of the greatest excuses, barriers that prevent people from writing. I call them the 10 barriers to writing and my counter arguments. So that if somebody is still here explaining why you should not write a book, I have preempted your thoughts. And as I go through there, these excuses or explanations or barriers, you will find that some of them are familiar to you. And the first one is simple. I am too young or I am not accomplished enough. One of the biggest barriers people raise when you ask them to write is that they say, I am not old enough or I am not accomplished enough. 
have not achieved enough. I googled yesterday the youngest authors of this world and I saw nine-year-olds. I saw the youngest best-selling author as of 2008 was 11 years old. Not just an author, a best-selling author. If an 11-year-old can write, what excuse do you have? In fact, I've tried to read the backgrounds of many of the world's biggest authors. And I found out that they were very ordinary people who felt very strongly about something. There is a generation of young authors coming up. There is a generation of people who don't wait until they are 70 before they write. In fact, in other jurisdictions, people write without apology. In our part of the world, previously, when you write and you are not that old, people wonder, why are you writing? But that is changing. Because you can never wait till you acquire all the experience in the world before you write. Write based on your mistakes. Write based on your lessons. Write based on your convictions. But write. And so the first barrier is age or accomplishment. And I challenge you and I say, you are never too young or too inexperienced to write. The second one is financial constraints. The argument is that I don't have money to publish it. And I agree with you. I believe you. But money should never be a barrier to your dreams. In fact, everything you want to do, you want to start a business, you don't have money. You want to marry a wife or a husband, you don't have money. You want to pursue a career, you don't have money. Everything you want to do in life, you will not have money for it. In any case. But you need to overcome the obstacles to your dream. I read the profile of J.K. Rowling, who, wrote, who writes the Harry Potter series. I don't subscribe to those series, but the principle is this. Rowling was broke, divorced, struggling to feed or clothe her child as a single mother, severely depressed and living on welfare when she wrote her first book. And within five years, by dint of hard work and determination, she rose to become one of the richest women in the world, a billionaire. You may not have money today, but if that is your destiny and you pursue it, your gift will make room for you and bring you great reward. The third barrier to writing is procrastination. Those who say, I'll write tomorrow. I think I have a number of them here. Please be honest. How many of you say that? I'll write tomorrow. There we go. It's one of the most convenient excuses. I know I'll write, but tomorrow. You see, tomorrow never comes. <laughs> tomorrow never comes. Writing is inspirational. You have no business delaying your writing. Because you tell yourself, tomorrow when I feel like it, I'll write. Sometimes you get an inspiration to write. And that is the most dangerous thing. Henry David Thoreau says, write whilst the heat is in you. Shiba was written when we moved to our new office called the Knowledge Center. Sometime in December. The moment we moved and settled in the new office, the next morning, early in the morning, I woke up with high energy out of the excitement of opening a new training center. And in the middle of another book called Ten Commandments of Public Speaking, we paused and just sat down and wrote Shiba and finished it and released it. Because when you are inspired, the energy just flows. So, Henry David Thoreau says, a, a writer who postpones the communication of your thoughts is like a person who waits for the iron to cool down before you use it. When the iron is hot, 
that is when it's most effective. So when you have a sharp thought, even if you don't have the luxury of time to write it down, get a recorder and record it. Speak into a voice recorder and record it. At least write the outline and put it somewhere. Because sometimes, in those moments of inspiration, the idea will come and later when you think you are ready and it's more convenient, you've forgotten it. How many of you have had that kind of experience? There we go. So at the point of greatest inspiration, even if you don't have the time to script the whole thing, put down the outline, record something, and keep it against tomorrow. The fourth one is identity. That is the argument of those who say, I don't see myself as an author. And you know my response? You don't have to be an author to be an author. Or let me make it easier for those who find it a, a contradiction. You don't have to be an author to be a writer. The point is this. You, there are full-time authors. But there are professionals in other fields who also just want to write something. Let me tell you something. My, one of my mentors, James Eberwhite, says, everyone has at least one book in you. So even if you say, I will never write, you write that one book in you and then retire. I found that very interesting. Write the one book you have in you and retire. But by all means, write. Tell somebody by all means, write. You know, I'm giving you examples of authors and why your excuse does not hold. Because Zen Gray, who many of you will know as an author, began as a dentist. And he was told several times that he has no business as a writer. You know, very often, other people's opinion about you can be very wrong. Because eventually, Zane Gray wrote over 90 books and sold over 50 million copies worldwide. So imagine if he had listened to the opinion of others who said, you can never become a writer. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful whose opinion you allow to influence your future. Something that God may have given you that is pushing you towards the top may come up in a discussion with somebody who will tell you, listen, please don't waste your time. And if you dare make the mistake of letting someone else's opinion about you become your reality, you will abort your baby that God gave you. Don't throw away your seed. Don't throw away your future. If writing is your destiny, pursue it. Don't let anyone discourage you. The fifth barrier to writing is fear and uncertainty. You know, we are very apprehensive about the unfamiliar. I haven't done some before. What if something goes terribly wrong? In every venture that you undertake in life, something will go wrong, but you won't die. Something going wrong does not make you a failure. Everything that you try to do, something may go wrong. You may write a chapter and look at the thing and say, what nonsense is this? But it doesn't matter. Lawrence Block, another best-selling author, says, I give myself permission to write badly. I tell myself that I'm going to do my five or ten pages a day, no matter what happens, and that I can always tear them up the following morning if I want, and it's still better than taking the day off. <laughs> Simple. Let me write my five to ten pages a day. If I don't like it the next day, I will tear it up. And as Hemingway says in his conclusion to one of his books, he edited it 28 times. He'll write it 
tear it, write it, tear it 28 times before he finally was satisfied. And he published it. Chief, it doesn't matter. Something may go wrong, but write. By all means, write. The sixth excuse that I want to battle tonight is the excuse of quality. Somebody says, my work may not be good enough. You know what? I agree with you. For something you have not done, you cannot be perfect the first time. And in any case, I have good news for you. Frank Peretti, who wrote This Present Darkness, one of the biggest Christian bestsellers of all time, was told several times, listen, this manuscript is rubbish. And he was sent away. It was his next manuscript that was accepted. And they said, by the way, let's see that first one again. And that one ended up becoming a bestseller. And in case you still don't know Frank Peretti, Stephen King, whom I'm sure and I'm sure a number of you will know, his first book was the most pop, one of the popular books, iconic books called Carrie. And before it was published, he received 30 rejections from publishers. 30. So publisher number one, publisher number two, publisher number three. After 30 rejections, he himself got angry and he threw the book in the rubbish. Now, when his wife was cleaning the house, she found the book in the rubbish, and she took it out of the rubbish and said, you know something, you try one last time. And he took it to the next publisher, and as they say, the rest is history. If you think the quality of a writing is not good enough, still write. The seventh barrier I would like to confront is content. Somebody says, but the book has a hundred pages. What if I get stuck in the middle? What if I don't have enough to write a full book? My simple response is, why write a big book? Write a small one and grow your muscles. You don't start playing football in Champions League. <laughs> start on the small stage, Sakasaka Park or Gata to Gata. Build your muscles on the small stage. No public speaker starts by going to Madison Square Gardens or Springboard. I get, I get emails from people. They say, meet where I can speak. And they send me a script. I look and say, I laugh. I say, that's not how it works. For you to be on this platform, you must have an, some accomplishment that is a platform on which you stand and talk. It's not about oratory alone. If that were the case, only poets will speak on Springboard. <laughs> If you think that your content is not enough, listen, nobody or very few people start a building knowing where they will get everything. Some will just lay the foundation and, and as they say, they will chalk. And then they master resources again and then they do their thing after lintel and then they hack again. So start from somewhere. Build your muscle. You may not have all it takes to finish your building, but keep discovering as you go that there are other angles, there are other dimensions, there are other aspects you can bring. God Vidal says, in writing and politicking, it is best not to think about it, just do it. If you think about what do I need to become an author, all the things you need, you will never start. Start and don't finish and still do that, at least you tried. So content should not be a barrier to your writing. The eighth barrier I would like to address is the barrier of choice. Some people say, 
So which of the many things I'm thinking about should I write? Some say, I want to write a book on, on health. I want to write a book about relationships. I want to write another one also about education. There are several things in my head. Fantastic. Which one should you write on? George Orwell, who many of you know from Animal Farm, says, when I sit down to write a book, I don't say to myself, I'm going to produce a work of art. I write because there is some lie I want to expose, some facts to which I want to draw attention, and my initial concern is simply to get a hearing. Don't think of which one will sell more. Just think of what is it that you feel so strongly that people should hear about. I recall when KSM was doing his first book. There were things he wanted to do about talent. There were things he wanted to do about several things. We sat down and I said, what is the most common message you, you, you speak about when you are invited by the young people of this country? He says, it's simple. How to get employed. And so he says, I have my thoughts very clear. So he brought the, the, the thoughts, he put it together, the manuscript, he wrote the book, and by the time he finished writing the book, he had found a fantastic title, Unlocking the Job Market. And he went on to sell reprints. That's simply it. Just think about what you want to get a hearing on, what you really feel you would like people to hear. You see, if you are not passionate about something, you can't write about it and succeed. It must be something that keeps you awake at night. Something you feel strongly about. Because we write outside office hours. And we write voraciously. We write consistently. We write aggressively. We've written 19 books in 8 years. That's a crazy average. So we write at night when everyone else is sleeping. Now what would make you open your eye and sit in your library? Sometimes put your leg in water and write. You must feel strongly about something to do the things that we do. And I want to just challenge somebody. Why am I doing all this? Because Africa has a message the world must hear. I feel very strongly when I go into Barnes & Noble, I go on Amazing and I see Obama's driver has written a book. Can you bless has written a book. The person who was at the museum when Abraham Lincoln came there has written a book. Just because the person saw Lincoln, he's written a book. Every excuse they get, they write a book. And yet you have accomplished lawyers, accomplished finance ministers, accomplished MPs in Ghana, accomplished presidents. And they live and die without writing a paragraph. God forgive us. It's a crusade. It's a mission. No CEO must die without writing. No head of an organization must die without writing. No editor. No. We must leave a legacy. If not, our children will continue reading what the white man has written and what foreigners have written and they will believe that we have no message. We have a message, we have principles, we have ideals and we would announce them and export them for the world to also read what we have to say. That's the message. The ninth barrier we want to deal with is the barrier of discipline. It's the biggest battle you must fight. You see, I can't sit for hours and write. You will learn it. If you want to build discipline, simple. Grow your writing capacity in faces. Start from somewhere. Write one paragraph a day and put it on your Facebook page. You will build a readership. You will build a group of friends who like 
what you do. Not every writer must start with a full chapter. Start a blog. And just put one sentence a day there. It's a beginning. Put it on your Facebook wall. Grow your online readership. And as you build your muscles, you can then begin to write an article in a newspaper. And then from then onwards, begin to see about publishing something. Larry King says something. He says, write, rewrite, and when not writing or rewriting, read. I know of no shortcuts. And that speaks to those who don't read anybody's work and yet you want to write. I don't know the miracle by which you can do it. If you are not a reader, you can't be a writer. Simple. You got to read. Even if you are an authority in your field, you need to read on average sometimes about 30 different people's opinion to build muscle and then you write yours so that you can have width. So form that discipline of spending time reading what others have written and then growing your writing in faces. The final thing, the final barrier, the tenth one is the one that people ask as if to be sure before they start. They say, readership, who will buy my book? I don't think I'm popular enough. I'm not too sure if I, I write, people will buy it. Now, if nobody knows you, number one, write about the familiar. If you give me a, a chance to write a book about astrophysics and so on, why, why should I waste my time? I'm not an authority there. I don't know. I can't even read a hundred books on it. I just don't have capacity to attempt anything in that area. Not every topic is writable by you. Let others who have that capacity write on that topic. So stay with something that is familiar to you. Write about the familiar. Make it interesting. And then start by selling it to the familiar. Your friends, your church mates, your colleagues. Those who know you are more likely to patronize your work first. And then as you build success from there, then you reach out to the whole world. So start from the familiar topic and start with the familiar audience. When that works, then you build on that and you reach the world. And I must say that in promoting your book, one of the most notable forces you can't afford to ignore is new media, social media. It is free, it is available, it's dynamic. Don't use it to publish your best meal of the day. Whilst that is of interest to you, it is not of interest to the world. So keep your food to yourself and publish things that can advance your career and advance your other interests profitable interests. Let me leave you with 12 compelling reasons why people write. And you may find yourself in one of these. And none of them is wrong in any case. People write for different reasons. But I want to give you 12 reasons, 12 of the most famous reasons why people write. And I'm sure you will find yourself in one of them. Number one is to simply share a story or historical record. I spoke to a woman who says, I am the last of my generation. And many of the youth don't know the history of our hometown. They assume what they know is true, but there is a part of our history that seems to be missing. And I don't want to die and take it away, so I want to document it for posterity. That was a reason. That's all. To share a story or a historical record. Those who write biographies, that's the reason why they write. To leave a legacy of their lives, their mistakes, the opportunities, what made them who they are, and what lessons they've learned. The second 
reason why people write is to help others overcome an obstacle. I think of Farida Bedway's book and it brings me a lot of encouragement because if anyone has cerebral palsy, reading that book will give you hope that you can make it big and become an IT engineer, live out your dream in spite of any physical limitation you might have. And that's a very fantastic book I highly recommend. The third one is about a hobby or a personal passion. I read a book like maybe Ben Kofi's book or Salastete's book and you know they love coaching. So they write about a passion so that others who may also be interested in coaching can read about it and know the secrets of coaching. Ben Kofi says some of the root secrets of coaching are becoming missing in our fast track world and therefore he wants to leave his writings as a legacy for people to know the secrets of coaching. The fourth reason why people write is to enhance their professional career. In fact, in, in academia, the more you write, the brighter your chance of becoming a professor. And so some people write to add to their list of publications and increase their chances in the area or the professional area in which to operate. If you are a consultant, for instance, if you are an author and a consultant, it helps. So whatever you do, if you are a public speaker and you are a writer, it helps. So some writing is done to enhance your professional career. The fifth compelling reason why you should consider writing is to demystify a specialized topic. When I read deep down in my heart by Professor Frempon Boatin, I understood a bit of the dynamics of heart surgery and the kind of things that go on in the mind of a heart surgeon. If there is a topic that or something that people don't understand very well, but you are an authority in, you write to demystify it for the benefit of the public. The sixth reason why you may want to write is just to share your personal thoughts and philosophy. You see these days, people are becoming too insincere, and I feel strongly about it. Or people are taking too many shortcuts. I want people to follow the principle. Or there is too much domestic abuse going on, and I want to speak to couples about that. Or hey, you feel strongly about a particular issue. Maybe you are a pastor, or you are into advocacy, and you feel an issue requires attention, and you think about it night and day. Stop thinking right. And let many more people across the continents of this world hear your opinion. The seventh reason why you must consider writing is just for the love of writing. There are people who write and they don't even bother to publish. You say, I've written it, I'm happy. Just to write. Some people just love it. They feel fulfilled when they write. The fact that you don't like it does not bother them. They don't think about readership. They just want to write. The love of writing. The eighth reason why people write, I don't subscribe to it in its entirety because it's, it, it should be a, a byproduct rather than the main reason, and that is financial or commercial considerations. You see, if you write for financial reasons only, you will fail. Financial success is an offshoot of writing. It is not the principal reason why you write. But I can tell you this, if you write and you are good, it will bring you financial success, but that's not the real reason why you write. The ninth attraction for some people is fame and popularity. Let's face it, I have gone to places in this world as an author that I have not gone as a business leader, and sometimes it's a bit annoying, but it's true. 
I mean, you've been invited to speak in different continents, in different places, not because you are the CEO of your company, but because you've written books. And so it will make you known, it will take you to places that you otherwise wouldn't have gone, and if that's a motivation for you, then write. The tenth reason why you must consider writing is to reach a global circle of friends. I was working in Germany in a very, it's not a very um, notable city, a small town called Mulheim and Dira. And I assumed that nobody there would know me. So I was in my shorts walking on the streets when I saw this Nigerian guy. The moment he saw me, he wanted to do the original, is it the Igbo Greece, the one that they lie on the floor? I said, hey, my brother, I beg. <laughs> Where I come from, this could mean something else. But he wanted to lie on the floor. He was so happy. Why? Because he has read something I've written. And he said, just that morning, he was looking through the book and he can't believe his good luck. I mean, you create a global circle of friends. People who just appreciate you for what you've written and how it has influenced their lives. The last but one or the eleventh reason why people write and why I think it would be good to write is that it gives you a feeling of accomplishment. You feel good when they call you author. It feels nice. But beyond that feeling of being, uh, that nice feeling, it is also a certain feeling that, listen, you have contributed to the body of knowledge in your time and beyond. And it's a good feeling. And that is why you must write. But the final reason and the most compelling reason, the reason why I do what I do, the reason why I am trusting God to do over a hundred books and leave a legacy that hundred years after I have gone will be quoted by other people is simple. The most important reason why you must write is to solve problems, help others, and leave a legacy. Many people quote William Shakespeare today. Was he tall? Was he short? I read his biography and there were people were writing all kinds of things about him, about his marriage, his personal life, his choices, criticizing them. But you know, when you read his books, you don't think about those things. You think about the legacy of literary knowledge he has bequeathed to humanity. A hundred years after you have gone, if you want to be remembered as having made an impact in your lifetime, one of the surest things you can do is to write. I don't know what you want to do five years from now, ten years from now, but I came with one simple message. Write before you die. Let me leave you with those quotes by Benjamin Franklin who says, if you will not be forgotten as soon as you are dead, there are two things to do. Either you write something worth reading or you do things worth writing about. I want to say thank you all and God bless you. Joy 99.7 FM At Echobank we see a great future with over 1,000 branches across 33 African countries. It's a future where trade can flourish without boundaries. From individuals achieving their ambitions to new infrastructure calling for enormous cross-border investment and unique banking know-how. The future is Pan-African and Echobank is the Pan-African bank. 30 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock and if you just tuned in those were my thoughts on writing 
on the on, on the topic writers live twice. Let me remind you that as I indicated last week, we are putting together a compilation of the forty messages shared on the roadshow on different subjects, leadership, authorship, change, going global, different angles of going global. I think it's something that you need to have for your family, for your business, for your workplace, everything that you do in your car, listening nonstop. If you listen to one a day, that's 40 days of instruction, 40 days of inspiration. Now, that collection will be available at the front desk of JFM from Tuesday, the 12th of March. You can pick up your copy for 20 Ghana cities. It's going to be two MP3s, each of them with 20 different messages on the roadshow, including that from Isan Kumar last week, that from the Archbishop Parabakal, that from KSM James, White, Dr. Otabel, and all the speakers who've been on the roadshow. If you also want to be notified when it's ready, just send your name, and the words MP3 or the letters MP3 to the number zero two four quadruple nine triple five. Just send your name. We're compiling all those who've sent your names and would arrange either to dispatch it to you or to point you to the closest place where you can get your copy. Just send your name and the words MP3 to the um, te- text it to zero two four nine 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 five five five. I'm going to open the phone lines now. Let's talk. What book are you thinking about writing? What is it that is so strong on your heart you want to write about? Is it a novel? Joe Wellington Blay writing on Facebook says, My first book will be titled, What Can Get Your Attention Can Influence You? Kwesi Adobuedu says, I'm writing my second book called Escape from the Bodizel. Right. Um, Jesse Bakun says, The title of my book will be Corruption. Corruption is Gradually Killing Mother Ghana. Afolabi Chicharito, you must be a man you supporter. Ibrahima says, start small and big. Richard Park of Ibuche says, I've written the book I've always wanted to write, The Tale of an Orphan, The Lesson to Learn. And it's now available on Amazing, Barnes and Noble, and also in print. Right. Jonathan Azapai says, your association may be, may be killing you. And the biggest barrier is lack of discipline to make a daily commitment to write. Prince Nanakwatin says, wow, I just realized Springboard is six years I can now see I have an MSc from the virtual university. Just 20 minutes into your presentation, I'm already motivated. With so many life lessons that I've been taught, at least I can write my memoirs. The title will be Becoming Me. Right. So that's your title. The number to call, 030-2216-541. What will be the title of the book that you would want to write? And what is the barrier preventing you? Let's exercise those barriers right now. 030-221-6541. Calling to the show, let's talk. Me, Saki Kwakupum says, the title of the book is not on my watch. Jesse Buaku says, procrastination. Me, Saki again says, when death cries. Richard Park of Ibuki says, he's going to write a book on the tale of an orphan. Max Kobna Aqua says, the church is not what you think. And that is the book he wants to write. Right. If you have a title you're thinking about, just send it to me and let's talk. What do you want to write about? And what is the barrier to your writing? Zero three zero two two one six five four one. Alex, good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. Alex, have you published something already? Pardon? Have you published something already? Not yet. So planning what? planning to. So what are you thinking? I, of, what are you thinking of writing about? Um, about um myself and certain few things I've observed around. Right. So it's yeah. a biography of sorts, eh? Yeah. Make sure. it hap- make it happen, my brother. I will. Right. I will. But I'll be interested in the cities you talked about. It's not a problem. Tuesday come to the front desk of Joy FM, they'll be there. James from Dodua, good evening. 
Yes. James, are you writing already? Yeah, I start writing it. And the title of my book is Truth. Truth? Yes. Wow. I would like to see it when it comes out. Oh, okay. Make it I'm happen. Sure by, by, the end of, by the end of the fourth month of the year, it will come out. So help you, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's that title that you're contemplating? Let's talk. Share your title with us and let's, let's jubilate with you. Let's encourage each other to make it happen. We have a message the world must hear. Africa has a message. Rashida from Tamale. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Chief, what, what, what book are you thinking of writing? Um, actually, I'm into poetry. I've been writing poetry since. And the most unfortunate thing is, uh, I do not have peers who are interested in that. Most of the time, I'll read, I'll write, read, and then just look at it. The few who are interested are no more trying to find that call that we can discuss it. You understand? So that's what I'm feeling. But listening to Springboard today has given me that edge to move on because I've, I've written enough and I'm listening to that really clarifies the point that I don't have to be, res- I don't have to have before I can get. I agree with you. But I'm good. Yeah. You just want to start, so very, very great. start an exciting page on Facebook uh, on your poetry and link up with people like Nana Sase and Chief Abdul and th- these young poets coming up. There are some very exciting ideas that can be a blessing to you. Hamon from the University of Ghana. Good evening. Hello, Hammond. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Hammond, can you hear me? Yes, please. Have you written, are you writing, or are you about to write? I'm planning on writing. I've not written yet. Okay, what's the title of your book? Whatever happens in life happens for good. Okay. So when is it coming out? Uh, Very soon. Very soon. Very soon. Please send me a photograph copy when it comes out. Okay, I'll be All right, thank you. Enjoy your evening. All right, be rich from Tema. Good evening. Hello, sir. Good evening. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well by the grace of God, sir. Wow, I'm talking to a rich man. That's that's hope for the future. Tell me, what, what, what title? Uh, I... Well, yes, um, I'm a real safety activist, um, and uh, I would like to. I've actually started right. writing about why good roads and more accidents in Ghana. Wow. Yeah. That's an interesting one. So when is when is it coming out? I lost Rich. Okay, Aaron from North Connection. Good evening. Hello, Aaron. Hello, good evening. Good evening, Aaron. Is it about road safety? Is it about an autobiography? What are you writing on? Um, it is about an autobiography. Right. So you, um, one of one of my barriers that I've been facing now, but now I've overcome it. It is. Um, I was uh, thinking earlier on that um, I'm not too old to write about my autobiography, but now I think uh, I am more encouraged to do so. Go ahead and write it. Write it in your lifetime. You have one book, according to James Sibyl White. You have one book in you. Write that one, and then after that, we'll talk about the rest. Enjoy your evening. Right. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Your name, yes, please. I'm a, I'm a speaking. I must congratulate you for a nice program. Thank you. Yes. yes. Um, but my title will be Common Sense is Enough. <laughs> Charlie, that's a nice title. Eh? Common Sense is Enough. Yes, sir. Okay, when it comes out, send me a copy, okay? Okay, thank you. Right, enjoy your evening. All right, so I have common sense. I have, I have a number of biographies. I have um, something on road safety, and I have Boating from Winnie on the line. Boating, good evening. 
Hello, good evening. You have the last slot. What will be your, what will watching, be your book? Yeah, I'm watching you know, calling for money, but I want to write indiscipline in your mouth. And hey. I want to begin writing, yeah, indiscipline in your mouth. That's the book that I want to write. So Please give me a, a gist of it in 30 seconds. In your mouth? Yes, sir. How, how, how is that possible? Uh, it's possible in the sense that if you look at the youth of today and our leaders, the words that come from the mouth distract the nation. And as a result of that, I want to write something to tame the leaders mouth and the young ones who are emulating the leaders. And at the end of it, or whatever you see, should bring progress to the nation. That's what I want to. May your so dream come true. Yeah, if I can get your contact so that you motivate me and how to start the whole thing. Senior, yeah. I have done my best over the past half hour. But uh -huh. just keep in touch with us. Um, info at legacyandlegacy.com.gh. Just send us an email and let's talk about how to make your uh, can dream. I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I come to Love FM personally? If, this is Joy 99.7 FM. Joy, Joy, rather. Can I come there personally to look for you? Why not? Yeah, please, may I know your name so that uh, I begin... This week to come there. Hey, you set up from Miniba. Okay, my name is Albert, and it's been a pleasure talking to you, Watson. God bless you. All right, so I want to say a big thank you to all the sponsors of Springboard, MTN, Zenith Bank, Newmont Ghana Gold, Star Life Assurance, IPMC, Metso, Go TV, Virgin Atlantic, Safina Water, Joy 99.7 FM, Dream Oval, The Business and Financial Times, Multi TV, My Joy Online, and Yep Cleaning Services. You've been fantastic, and for the past six weeks, we've toured the country, touched tens of thousands of lives, and I know that. It's been a special experience. I want to say thank you to the team at the foundation, Theophilus, Clemens, Matthew, Abednego, Grace, and everyone else who's been on tour. I want to say a big thank you for six weeks of touching this country. Technical Director Emmanuel, Johnny Okanse, Kingsley Asari, Film and Video Director, Clifton and the TV crew who filmed Komla Dumont in the UK, and all those who worked around the clock to make Springboard possible. I want to say thank you. Next week, I bring you the message of Archbishop Charles. Palmer Buckle, followed by the message of KSM. Let's make it happen on this platform. Now, on behalf of the of my boss on this platform, Comfort Okran, and on behalf of Ignatius and Matthew, I wish you a blessed week in everything that you do. I trust that today you've been inspired, challenged, moved to start writing something. And as you begin to write, that dream of becoming an author will become a reality. God bless you. God bless you, and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. No more